Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 8, verse 1. Let's go. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters subsided. So this word wind is R-A-U-C-H, and it also means spirit. So just as the Holy Spirit was present at creation and energized everything, here the Holy Spirit is making the waters subside. The Holy Spirit plays in, is just as important as God the Father and God the Son. They're all important. They're all equal. They just have different roles. And here the Holy Spirit is playing one of his roles. And we go to verse 2. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heaven were also stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. Verse 3, And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. So we talked about Ararat, 17,000 feet high, roughly. And the ark came to rest up there. And let's look at the specific time. It says the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month. This at first appears to be boring dates, but let's dive in and see how awesome this date really is. The seventh month is the same as the first month of the Hebrew religious calendar. On the 14th day of that month, Passover is celebrated. Remember that Passover is where the Jewish people sprinkle the blood of an unblemished male lamb, which is a foreshadow of the unblemished and sinless Jesus Christ. They spread that blood on the tops and sides of their doorposts which actually made the outline of a cross, right? Have you ever seen that or noticed that? It's incredible. So that their firstborn would be protected from destruction. And again, on the same month and day, though years later, Jesus was crucified on a wooden cross. So on the 14th day was Passover. Uh, on the 14th day, Jesus was crucified on a wooden cross of that first month, which is the same as the seventh month here, just different calendars. Three days after he was put to death on that wooden cross, he rose from the dead. Our entire relationship with Jesus relies on the resurrection. So I highly encourage you to study the resurrection because that's what a lot of religions will use to say Christianity is false. No one can rise from the dead. The uh, nation of Islam and Muslims are taught to say that they call it the swoon theory, that Jesus didn't die on the cross, that he just swooped his head down, acted like he was dead, and then woke himself up, that he never died. That's not true. That's resuscitation, not resurrection. He was resurrected. He literally died. You can look at it in the text. You can look at the uh, history surrounding it from non-biblical sources. You can look at the fact that his disciples who wavered, you know, Peter who continued to waver, he wavered on the water, he wavered in the garden, all sorts of places, uh, all of them were willing to die and died for their faith in Jesus after they saw him resurrected from the dead. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of people are willing to die for what they think to be the truth. But I've never heard of anybody who's willing to die for something that they absolutely know to be false. If they believed the resurrection was false, then they wouldn't have been willing to die. Never heard of anybody doing that. And it's more evidence why the resurrection is real. So go study the resurrection. It's absolutely true. It's the 
cornerstone of our religion. If the resurrection is not true, then Christianity is not true. If the resurrection is true, which it is, based on all of the evidence, then Christ is the one we're following. Christ is the one we should follow. Christ is the one we should want to follow. Christ is the one we should want to wake up and tell people about. Which is the whole purpose why I do this podcast. I want more people to know about Jesus so that they can go and tell people more about Jesus with confidence, with comfort, with desire, etc. So here in Genesis 8, we see that on the same month and the same day, the 17th day, which is the day that Jesus rose from the dead, here the ark comes to rest. There's rest and peace and calm as they made it past the floodwaters of judgment. Does the Bible rock or what? This is incredible. That's why you have to study the whole counsel of God. It fits together like a puzzle. And you'll never get bored with it, unlike a puzzle, because there's always something new to learn from what God wants to teach us, right? You pick out a puzzle, you've done it a couple times, you're like, okay, that's done. I got to get something else. With the Bible, you can piece things together every day for the rest of your life, and it'll never get boring because there's always new things to learn. That's the great thing about it. The, simpli- the, the beauty of the gospel is in its simplicity, which is, You don't have to do works to come to Christ. You don't have to do anything to earn salvation. You just have to receive the free gift. Declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you, that his atonement on the cross was sufficient to satisfy the atonement for your sins, to pay for your sins, to apologize for your sins. That's all you have to do is accept that gift. Declare him Jesus Jesus is Lord, and through that faith you're saved. And that is beautiful. But then there's so much to learn the rest of your life, to learn, to press into Jesus, and to find out about who he is so that you can go out and tell others. Remember, it's like show and tell. You show, then you tell. You show people who Jesus is through your kindness, your good deeds, your your perseverance in the storm, your patience and your calm uh, that just is different than other people that they're bumping into on a daily basis. And once they see that, you've shown them, just like kindergarten show and tell, then you tell them. You tell them about Jesus, and they're going to be more willing to listen, or incredibly willing to listen, because they've seen you through trials. They've seen how you behave. They've seen how you react. Not that you're perfect, but when you screw up, that gives you the opportunity to apologize to them, saying, you know what? Yesterday, I I cursed. Yesterday, I was mean to that person. Yesterday, I got stressed and lost my temper. Will you forgive me? And they'll be like, what? Uh, Yeah, uh, okay. But it'll have a huge impact on them. Trust me. So the seventh month would become the first month in the Hebrew religious calendar when the Jews were delivered from the Egyptian bondage, see Exodus. And it was on the 14th day of the first month, Passover, when Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, was nailed to a cross, right? So the 14th day, the 17th day, 14th day, Jesus uh, died on a cross, and the 17th day, he rose from the dead, and that's what we're saying here on the 17th day, 17th day, the ark comes to rest. Why do I belabor that point? Because everything in the Bible has a point. Everything is important. And Jesus wants to teach us things. So we just need to dive in and study, and, and it's just awesome. Verse 6. So it came to pass at the end of the 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. All right. No matter how stormy the trial in your life that you may be in, find peace and joy knowing that the trial is temporary and it will pass. How can I say that with confidence? Most trials last a few weeks or a few months, some even for years, and a few for decades. Some 
even last a lifetime. Paul had a thorn in his side, right? Not literally, but it was something that was happening. Maybe his eyesight, maybe it was his, uh, some, probably something physical, etc. Um, but for a believer, know this, that trial will come to an end, either during this lifetime or when you take your last breath in, on earth and then you take your next breath in heaven, that trial is completely gone for you, Right? Find solace in that. There's so many people who go through this life bitter because like I was saying yesterday, they focus on the past. Society wants them to focus on the past. The devil wants them to focus on the past. They want to focus on that failure, on that business that failed. They want to focus on that relationship that failed. They want to focus on that person that they hurt or murdered or something. They want to focus on something that someone did to them when they were a child. But Jesus doesn't want you to focus on the past. He wants you to focus on the present. And he wants you to have this hope that whatever trial you're going through, I don't care what the trial is, it will come to an end. Hear that? It will come to an end. I hope that it comes to an end right now for you. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe next week, next month, next year, 10 years from now. But at at the worst case scenario, it'll come to an end when you take your last breath. And in heaven, that trial will be completely gone. And that's the hope that you can have in Christ. If you know the Bible to be true, if you know Jesus died for your sins, if you accepted him as your Lord and Savior, your trial will come to an end. And he wants you to persevere because there is purpose behind the trial. You may not see it now. You may have the opportunity to see it later and be able to help other people who are going through a similar trial, which is one of the reasons we can go through a trial so that we can help others go through a trial in the name of Jesus because you you develop strength, those spiritual muscles get grown and strong, and you become a spiritual he-man or she-man so that you can uh, go and help people. And there's purpose in trial. Just know that, right? I I can't stress this enough. Some of the purpose you'll never be able to see. But when you get to heaven, I believe you'll be able to say, God, what was the purpose of that trial? And he's just going to show you. He's going to say, look at this and this and this. And you're going to say, well, he's going to blow your mind at how he used that trial to bring people to him, to strengthen people's faith in him. There's purpose in your trial. Verse 7, then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. A raven is a scavenger. eats uh, dead animals. Uh, verse 8, he also sent out for, from himself a dove. Oh, don't we love doves? They're so beautiful. We let them go, and you know, one of the one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life was in Red Rocks in Colorado, uh, just outside of Denver. There's this amphitheater made out of uh, the rocks, and they just carved these seats out of the rocks, the red rocks in the mountain. It's it's gorgeous. And when I lived there, they did, and I'm assuming they still do it. I don't know, but they did an Easter service there, and they'd let all these doves go. Uh, I don't know if it was. 20 or 100 it was they were just beautiful and they just fly around uh, it's really cool to see anyway so he sent out from himself a dove and uh the the church where two churches i was involved with in california um and pastors are still my best friends uh the symbol of most of those churches is called calvary chapel is a dove uh, they tend to use a dove to uh, symbolize uh, so a cross and a dove to symbolize uh, jesus so here it says, he also sent out for himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the earth, but the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her, drew her into the ark to himself, and he waited yet another seven days, 
and yet again the dove sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. The dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit, which is why you see the logos of many churches of dove. We just mentioned this. Anyways, the dove goes in search of land, and the Holy Spirit goes in search of landing in people's hearts. But too often he is rejected and cannot land on people because they won't let him. So think of this dove going out as the Holy Spirit, going out looking for people, looking for place to land in today's world. And the, and the Holy Spirit is seeking people and trying to draw him them to himself and to God. And most people reject him. They're like, Mm-mm, nope, nope. I'm going to believe science over you, uh, or what you know. people today hijack is the word science and use it for all sorts of nasty things for devilish purposes. Um, but the Holy Spirit wants you to come to God. He wants you to love Jesus. And we will pick up there, uh, let's see, verse 12. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him anymore. And let's just get through verse 13 and 14. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month of the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up on the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 22nd day of the month, the earth was dried. We'll pick up in verse 15 tomorrow. We ran through these numbers last episode, basically uh, based on some best guesstimate calculations. They think that it was a 371-day based on an old 360-day calendar, which would have made it one year and 11 days from the time that Noah and his family entered the ark to the time that they got out of the ark. So a year on the boat, that's a long time. That takes a lot of patience and a lot of faith. Um, But he was shut in, and Jesus was with them. And just know that Jesus is with you. Lord, thank you for this day. Help us to be grateful. Help us to go out and be your hands and feet. Help us to tell people about you, to show them who you are with our actions, our deeds, our works, our perseverance, our through trials, our asking forgiveness when we screw up, and we will, whether it's family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, bosses, employees. And then tell them about Jesus. Help us to be reminded that the purpose, you reason you give us trials and money and food and stuff to share with people is so that we can do it in the name of Jesus, not just being quiet and being, you know, quote unquote, nice, good people, but being nice, good people who love Jesus and want to show them who Jesus is. Lord, I pray that every listener is blessed today, whatever trial they're going in, help them to know that that trial will pass. It will pass and there's purpose to it. In your amazing name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.